moms can come in every shape and form, and sometimes their children happen to have fur and wagging tails. This is a podcast for those who love the four-legged friends that they rescued because they got rescued right back. Each week, we bring on a dog mom or two to talk about their dogs and how they changed their lives. This is Rescue Dog Moms, a parenting podcast. I'm Yamini, and this is Boss. Hello, dog moms and dog dads. Thanks for joining me again on an episode of Rescue Dog Moms, a parenting podcast. This episode is pretty fun, in my opinion, pretty educational. And in general, I just had a really hilarious time recording it, and I think you will be able to hear that. Today, we interview two amazing, dedicated dog moms who also happen to be rescue legends. Tyler Grace and Mads are both the co-founders of Freedom Dogs, supporting rescues across Ontario, and debuting a few months ago their fuck puppy mills shirt which uh quite a big statement to make we discuss what exactly puppy mills are their experiences and uh just the hardcore truth which is puppy mills are all over ontario and if you have bought a puppy instead of rescuing you've probably supported one we go in depth about that and about misconceptions of puppy mills in ontario and in canada overall we talk about their adorable dogs they are big personalities as well and we just have a good time i hope you guys enjoy this episode it is a little long but i promise it's super worth it Feel free to grab a snack in between, um, share a pizza crust with your dog or something, and happy Victoria Day, guys. Have a great rest of your week. Hello, Maddie and Ty. Welcome to the Rescue Dog Moms podcast. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. We're so excited to be here. I'm super excited too. Um, I love the opportunity to meet every single dog mom out there. And the three of us are pretty active ones in the rescue community. So we've interacted in lots of ways, but uh, you know, sitting down, having a real conversation will be really fun. Yeah. Yeah, Super stoked to talk. Talk rescue. Oh yeah. Talk rescue. And then obviously talk about our doggies because- Oh my gosh, I always love talking about my dog. I do. I mean, that's, I literally created this podcast because I just was like, (laughs) these combos need to be recorded and shared. Give these people a platform. Yeah, totally. That way I can listen to all the dogs and other people apparently want to as well. So I love that so much. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, let's get started before we dive into, you know, the deeper stuff and freedom dogs. Let's get started with your puppies. Mads, let's go first. Actually, so I have one rescue boy and he is like my angel dog. He is everything to me. So his name is Zeke and he was found on Sagamok First Nations when he was actually just a month old. And then 
the community member that owned him gave away all of the litter except for him because I think that he resembled his mom so much. And then about a month and a half later, they turned him in, which is good for him because his mom was not well cared for. She kind of was tied to a chain living underneath a trampoline in the backyard. So he was saved from that kind of lifestyle. And he was found by ARF, who they are branched out of London. And then they were just up for a spay and neuter clinic and doing some work within the community, doing vet um, services. And they decided to pick him up and drop him off in Collingwood, which is not even on the way to London. So it was completely out of their way to stop in there. And the day that he was dropped off at the Georgian Triangle Humane Society was the same day that my dog that I had passed away very abruptly and suddenly. It kind of was like a white light to me. Like this dog is everything that I've been searching for. I always said that I wanted to rescue a northern breed and and then he ended up being transferred into GTHS on the same day that my dog passed away. And I just felt like she kind of put him and I aligned together. And I went to meet him literally the next day I saw a Facebook video. I guess he was like broadcasted on the radio or whatever. And they said, how come this dog hasn't found his home yet? And I was like, are you kidding? I don't know. Why hasn't he? I'm dogless now. I'll do it. So I showed up. <laughs> I'll <Yeah>. take him. <laughs> I was like, just, okay, yeah, whatever, I'll do it. <laughs> so I show up and I wasn't really sure if I was ready. It was only a week later and my dog was six years old and she was like, first, like she was my soul dog, right? So I had such a huge connection with her and I was just not getting out of bed in the morning, so depressed, couldn't even leave my house. I actually had to move in with my parents. They were living in a one bedroom condo. I had to move in with my parents for that entire week because I just couldn't function in my own apartment because she was gone and I moved into my mom and dad's bed and my dad moved to the couch and it was just Aww. like oh yeah me so waking nice. up like <laughs> sobbing every morning so finally when I like see this little puppy that needs a home I'm like oh this is my blessing so anyway so I show up and I'm like I don't know if I'm ready I met him anyways I fell in love with him he has like the markings of like a Rottweiler or Adobe so he has these two eyebrows that are actually lopsided if you look at him like straight on nobody knows he's he's perfect right um <laughs> so anyway, so we, I like, is not twins. I know. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I picked him up and like, I looked at him and he's looking at me with these like lopsided eyebrows. And I was like, okay, like I would love to volunteer here. I want to be part of your team and I want to foster just like, how soon can I take this dog home? And they were like, hmm, sorry for puppies. It's actually adoption only because it's their best chance at getting a forever home. And I looked at her and I said, okay. <laughs> and that was it. I didn't even say, oh, hmm, maybe I'll think about it or, you know, take a second. I was just like, okay. And next thing you know, I'm signing papers. I'm like, wait, did I just get a dog? And I was like, I just got a dog. <laughs> and I go to my car and I have him on my lap in my car. I'm like, all right, let's go to the pet store. Dat, because I have no bulls, no leashes, no toys, nothing, like so unprepared. But he really is an angel. Uh, with my last dog, she was special needs. 
and had a lot of medical issues that she would be, she would wake herself up screaming in the middle of the night and then she would wet herself. So I started waking up in the middle of the night in panic. Even after she'd passed, I'd be feeling around for her and I'd hear her screams. The first night I brought him home, I was like, oh my goodness, now I have a puppy. I'm not going to sleep forever. Like I am waking up any night, every night anyways. And the first night I put him in his crate, 12 hours later, I had to wake him up. Like he slept the entire night. He's he's an angel. And I've had him for a year and a half and he's maybe woken me up like once in a year and a half. Why did that give you goosebumps? Oh, he's phenomenal. (laughs) And it's like, that's what I needed. You know, I was so sleep deprived that I was like, oh my gosh, do I have to like start taking sleeping pills? I I do yoga all the time. I meditate all the time. I went to my doctor for it. She told me to do more yoga and meditate more. I'm like, dude, I already am. Even now to this day, if I wake up in a panic because I still do have these night terrors every now and then, he army crawls to me and puts his head and his like front paws on my chest. And he started doing deep pressure therapy on his own. Long story short, he is now my service animal because I decided he was sent for you. I swear that's really incredible. Yeah. And so he's so intuitive with like my feelings. And so I got a doctor's note and I started training him and he is just like the best Bubba ever. Yeah. That's, that's my boy Zeke. That's amazing. Amazing. And what's he like? Like, what's his personality like? Oh my goodness. He's an angel. He just walks around so calm, even though he's a year and a half. And I did his DNA test. So I, I do know his breed. His main breed is a Catahoula leopard dog. And they are well known for being psycho, right? Like yeah. Extremely hyper. He's just not that. He calmed right down at eight months old. They mature um, very young. They're super yeah. nice and maturing really super, young. Yeah. Like acting like a mature or an adult dog by like 11 months. Oh, absolutely. Like he will only do zoomies or go crazy if he's outside. He knows that inside is like calm time. He always wants to snuggle. It's so funny because so because of COVID, I moved back in with my parents for this winter season. And every morning he has to go and do his rounds for morning during coffee. So he'll go to my mom, he'll go to my dad, and he'll then he'll come back to me and he'll just like put his chin on your your knee and lick you. And he's just so calm. And then every night before bed, I say, okay, go say goodnight. And he goes to everyone and says goodnight to them. He's really, really sweet. He can be a goofball. I like to call him dingus because he can absolutely. Oh yeah. He can be a total dingus like outside, like just doing zoomies and his key move, like his party trick is somersault. So like at the dog park, like, oh, once he gets a toy, he just does a somersault salt over them and like this is a 90 pound dog that looks like a rottweiler right yeah so he's he's a dingus i mean very athletic like that's impressive yeah. to me i feel like yeah big he's dog. so long yeah he is he's it's so funny because so my parents just got a puppy like in the winter and he looks like a meatball so i call zeke and roscoe spaghetti and meatballs because he's like literally zeke is an al dente noodle and then <laughs> roscoe is just like this right on top of the pasta. Oh, Zeke. That's so <laughs> sweet. Boy. Yeah. I love that. He is a, a lanky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a lanky, roddy type <laughs> so looking dog. Okay. Throw him at the wall. He'll stick right to it. You know, Seriously, he's got like that loose skin. Like, you know, when you like do the 
Oh, look at Rip. Oh, here. yeah. Rip oh, my gosh. His high rip. He's so beautiful. Oh, my goodness. Look at him. Unfortunately, our podcast doesn't have video, but for those right? of you listening, there's an adorable dog on screen Aww. just giving kisses. Is that a dog or is that a hippo? <laughs> oh it's a ripopotamus. I came up with that last night. Oh That's gosh. perfect. That is so That's perfect. So perfect. Funny. I can't wait for him and Zeke to meet one day. Oh, my God. They're going to have a blast. Yeah, absolutely. They'll probably be so lazy together. 100%. They're both such mellow dudes. Yeah, absolutely. Let's just go have a nap. Oh I um so I tip like my dog obviously boss is like a little guy but we are fostering a big girl right now her name's Maya and she's like oh. so sweet and anyway I'm experiencing the big dog calm lazy vibes and I'm loving it's it. So good. Love it I love it she literally just walks by she'll just roll on oh, her yeah. back and is just like please pet me I could not I can't have boss in the room while I'm recording because he like barks at everything <laughs> yeah or like wants attention whereas yeah she's just in her crate like passed out and has mm-hmm. been forever I love it I love that so much absolutely it's hard to go back like my last dog before Zeke was a pug and she did I mean I kind of treated her like she was a lab or something like she went paddle boarding with me I taught her how to swim we'd go hiking all the time but now she I actually oh yeah she would cut ki- like she was wow. phenomenal but like now I have a dog that like can keep up with me and like goes on runs with me he can run beside me if I'm riding my bike and he's great on a paddleboard too so it's like it's he's more well suited for my personality she was just a potato so she was easy to like bring places and whatnot but definitely hard going back once you once you have a big one one. (laughs) totally you know what i just realized is so crazy what i was foster coordinating for boss before you adopted him oh my god yes and maddie was ripped Maddie was um, Rip's foster coordinator. Oh my yeah. god! Triangle. I love that. That's, That's so hilarious. cute. Isn't that I cute? Love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, boss is all the same. He's a little mm-hmm. crazy boy. Crazy beans. Yeah, the beans. And I love that. He's super sweet, but yeah, it's funny. It definitely makes me be like, still have a soft spot for small dogs, but mm-hmm. yeah. there's more. There's more work. Than there's more out there. <laughs> Mads, you would love Bosco. He's like a he's like a lanky pug. He's oh. like a, if Zeke was a pug. What? <laughs> he's got, he's got yeah. really long legs. Well, That's funnily hilarious. enough. Yeah, so we thought at the time, I guess when we adopted him, we thought he was like a puggle because he's very trim. He has like yeah, a pug, very. pug features. But yeah, now we did the DNA test and he's actually oh. like mostly Chihuahua. It's like, oh, no interesting. Way. Yeah, he's 50% Chihuahua, 25% pug. And then the rest was like Yorkie Terrier and and Dachshund. Where does he get some of the height though? Because his legs are long. I know. I've also said like he's a humongous Chihuahua. There's (laughs) like twenty pounds. Long legs. Also, pugs can be quite tall as well. Yeah, I think he got it from there. But he definitely, basically, the Chihuahua explains his personality because he is the same as all my <laughs> friends who have rescue yeah. chihuahua mixes. He's oh my God. Yeah, crazy, Absolutely. crazy. So that's that. But it's so funny. Doing the DNA test, you're always just like, what happened? What is it oh my be? goodness. I was obsessed before I got my results back. I was like, I can't wait for this. And then you get people who like razzed on you being like, it doesn't matter. Your dog's good anyways. And I'm like, I know my dog is literally the best thing in my life, but I just want to know what he is so I can celebrate him. You know, yeah, like, I was sure. so excited. 
Like you're never going to get a bad result. I guess the bad results are like, we have no idea. Like, you know, when they're like, right. Whatever, like unknown or like, no, they have like a, just like village street dog or whatever. Yeah. And sometimes yeah, it's that. like 80% that. And then you're like, okay, I just spent all this money. On... To know what I already knew. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I've never done one before. So we gotta. Well, who would you I want it with Kane? Really oh, bad. with Kane. Yeah. I have no idea what Kane is. He's so beautiful. He's All right, beautiful. let's get into it. I feel like we got, you know, this is how it goes. You get distracted. Hi, I want to hear about your puppies next. Okay, so I have Nugget. Nugget is the little, she's the little white fluff ball that you see all over my social media. She's the love of my life. So she'll be 15 in November. And I got her when I was nine for Christmas. And now she's a little old lady, but she still acts like such a pup and she has no teeth and her tongue hangs all the way out. And like when I hear sad, like not sad songs, when I hear love songs on the radio, she's like who I think about and get emotional over. Like, I literally want to throw up if I think about not having her. Like, I love her so much. It's ridiculous. She comes to work with me every day. She's just perfect. She's like the sweetest, most docile little lady, like so mellow, so well behaved, so sweet with everyone, good with dogs and like the cute thing about her is she's so used to being around big rambunctious boy dogs like all these big boys we have and so she's so unbothered like we'll go to the dog park or out and like massive playful dogs will come bouncing right up to her and she's just kind of like i'm busy don't want to just chill over here in the corner and please do your thing take a number yeah she just knows around. she's like sorry not into it but then she'll like meet like a random dog and like act like a total puppy it's amazing and then i have mr rippy rips my new boy how long has it been now maddie three weeks yeah about yeah i think so about that less than a month brand new yeah yeah brand spanking new so rips from fetch and released. Maddie was actually his foster coordinator. He had a potential adopter the week prior that ended up I guess it's not working out. So he was needing to be moved. He like he was ready. He was ready for his forever home. And then Maddie messaged me. <laughs> I knew exactly what I was doing. <laughs> I literally this is a bit of a shit show. Like it, I had gone through a move, a breakup, a, a job promotion. Like it was literally just craziness. And I was just drained. And like, but I was also like Maddie knew. Like I wanted my own boy dog. Like I was ready yeah. for my own big boy because after I moved out back into my own place, so my mom and dad keep Kane. So when I first adopted Kane, he was my first rescue dog. I was living with them on the farm and Kane's an interesting boy. He's got some special, special, yeah, he does have some special needs. He's very emotional and he's totally bonded to their dog, Remy, and loves the farm. Like it's, he's the happiest guy there. So we, we co-parent, if you will. So she obviously didn't want to move him and I didn't want to move him from the farm. So I was open to the idea of having my own boy dog. And then Maddie texted me telling me, and I don't know what came over me me but I immediately messaged Angela or the foster manager with fetch and I was like I'm gonna I'm I'll take rip like I'm down for that and so I told Maddie and then we arranged it I picked him up the Thursday night and immediately Maddie Angela everyone was like you're gonna foster fail like he's so special <laughs> yeah. so amazing and I'm the worst for that anyways like you could give me a rat and I'd foster fail it I mean I love all <laughs> I mean, I love rats. What am I saying? That's a bad example. Immediately. So like immediately the first day I said to her, I was like, like, just give me the papers. Like, I'm so down for it. He sounds amazing. Usually like my mom's the voice of reason. Like usually like I'll just bring home any dog. She'll be like, are you sure? Like think it through. Like, do you have time for that? Like, do you want to put that stress on you again right now? Mm -hmm. But she walked in and I told her about him and she was like, go get him. Do it. I don't know. It was just meant to be. And then the weird part that confirmed it for me, this is really random, but the number 508 follows me anywhere. And I don't know if you guys are into that or 
like angel numbers or have heard of that. So 508, I see it constantly and it follows my mom too. And on my way home from work, as soon as I left after I said, yes, I'll take them. The license plate right in front of me was 508. And so I was like, oh, oh, shivers. And he's just been like the perfect angel. Like he, he's very, he's so mellow. Like he's the easiest going boy. He's so sweet, like such a person dog. Like he loves people. He just wants to snuggle and kiss and you give it like you look at him and he rolls over, like rub my belly. Like he just loves everyone. And he's so good with other dogs. We went to PetSmart the other day for the first time and there was puppies training and he was just sitting there watching them all go. And I was so proud of him. And then out of the whole store, you know what he wanted? Like paid the most attention to a four dollar box of milk bones like he's just so humble <laughs> what a gentleman he's like you're oh buying my mom, goodness don't I don't need much like are you kidding <laughs> that's he's hilarious perfect. he's really perfect he I'm like I don't know if I've I mean other than Nug, I don't know if I've fallen for a dog this hard I love and that three weeks sweet. in and you're so pumped that's the nicest oh. thing here and he comes to work with me every day too oh he's my an god office what a he's good been incredible everyone loves him like I get like 10 people coming in a day just to see him it's really that's so nice and he must yeah. love that if he loves people he's just like all the attention please he sits at the window like waiting like is somebody gonna pet me it's really really cute that's hey, so buddy. cute kind of yeah. similar to be honest to my story with buzz a little bit like little moments there because i yeah. just like i don't know dan and i we knew we wanted a dog but we weren't really ready and then he lost his job like it was just crazy pants yeah and i just saw him on the fetch site and i just was like i just need this yep. boy in my life mm-hmm. yeah. and and then i don't know if you remember ty but basically like laura needed him moved like like his foster needed mm-hmm. him moved and i already i'd asked Angela I was like oh is like Bosco up for adoption does he have any absent and she was like no and I was like okay like we're gonna talk about it and get into it and then basically she messaged me literally 10 minutes later she's like guess what he needs a new foster and we were yeah. like no way <laughs> and so basically similarly I just was like ready to fail and I just had to convince Dan and boss loves loves Dan so there was very little convincing to do that makes it easy yeah men are all I swear and man you bring a dog home and if the dog likes them they're like okay fine yeah instantly yeah once you bring one home you can bring like 30 home this is me (laughs) with fostering i'm always just like okay how can i convince dan that it's time again like i need another dog in the house you just show up with it girl i know well i just had i had angela on the podcast last or like you know i was recording angela last week and that was basically her every single dog she has that's her strategy dog like i just (laughs) come home with a dog and my husband is just like well here we go again (laughs) she's so awesome so awesome yeah just keep bringing them home so that's my advice to every podcast listener uh just show up with a dog it's gonna work (laughs) out it's easier to say sorry after than to have the can i bring another dog home conversation yeah exactly i'm just gonna start showing up with dogs and hope for the best i wanted to potentially now get into some stuff about freedom dogs Maybe to start, and um, I'll let you guys organize amongst yourselves who wants to say what. Why don't we start with like your personal mission to save dogs and animals overall? Like where you guys come from individually and then wow. how you guys got together. It's it's funny because like what I was going to dive into it with was like with Freedom Dogs, it's just introducing Tyler. Like she was like my go-to who I needed to reach out to in that moment. So maybe I'll just kind of start there. Should I just start with the story of the puppy mill? Because I think yeah. that really ties 
ties in where Maddie comes from and what she, like her mission or personal mission? Well, my first dog, like I said before, my first dog was a pug and she came from a breeder and she was given to me for free because we had had family who had four pugs from her before and it's very, very weird, but each one died very tragically in a freak accident. One of them got into bacon flavored warfarin from a neighbor's cottage, like in their storage area outside. Another one, oh yeah, another one got hit by a car. Another one was having dental surgery and was under anesthetic for too long. They ended up having to pull more teeth. So that triggered cancel cancer cells in her body. And we lost her within two weeks. And this is all my family, wow. right? So the breeder felt really bad for us and said, okay, the next one you can just have. So here I was 20 years old and I got my first dog and she was a purebred pug. So I started taking her to the vet and every year on her checkup and her yearly visit, the vets always said, oh yeah, she's got some, you know, she has raspy breathing or poor breathing, but she'll be fine. Just keep her at a lightweight and she'll be fine. Well, I never let her get over 13 pounds. She was fit. Like I said before, she swam with me. She hiked with me. Um, and she, oh, she was tiny. Like when I I say potato, I am not like under exaggerating, you know, she was a little big potato, but yeah. So basically what ended up happening is she started having these night terrors and what was happening, I guess, is her breathing was ruptured and she was losing oxygen to her brain. And in the middle of the night, she would become unconscious. And the way that she would wake herself up was by screaming. And um, that started these night terrors. So I took her to the vet a whole bunch of times. I tried everything. I tried CBD oil. I bought a humidifier. I had five different diffusers in like every corner of my room. I had fans put on her. I bought beds to have her elevated. I must have spent like thousands of dollars just trying to help her have a better way of life naturally before like putting her through a surgery or anything. And finally, it just kept getting worse and worse. It started once a week, once every like three to four months, she would have a night terror. And then by the end of it, it was several times a night. So that's how bad it it got like progressively over time. So when she was sick, I took her to um, the Guelph University Hospital, the vet hospital there. And she had kind of like the the pre-op done, but we didn't even know that we were going through with the surgery. It was just like, here's, let's check her out. Let's see what she needs. Next thing you know, he's telling me that the surgeon is telling me that she needs to be put under surgery or she's going to die from cardiac arrest. So anyways, a week later, actually one of my best girlfriends started to GoFundMe for it because it was six grand um, to get that surgery for her. And a week later, she was having the surgery where she had her soft palate and her mouth it was elongated so that needed to be cut and then her nostrils needed to be opened and then after everything they realized that she had like a collapsed trachea cartilage and all of this stuff so she ended up surviving the surgery I brought her home I was very hopeful and then she went into complications the first night that I had her back home so that was very very tough and just my whole prerogative after that was like this this thinking like I can't believe someone would breed a dog to suffer you know my dog I tried everything I could but someone bred her this way you know she didn't choose to to have this like short squishy face and and so many breeders just keep on overbreeding these dogs and producing all of these dogs and this is what's happening in the long run you know not every dog goes through this but every like well-bred dog I say that with quotation marks goes through some sort of medical crisis you know whether it's like hip dysplasia or cancer or 
or becoming blind at an early age or death. And it's just like, I know that some things are not preventable, but this was completely preventable if there was responsible breeding, not breeding to produce the best looking dog instead, you know, breeding for the purpose of bettering the breed, which this breeder wasn't doing. So at that point, I really made it like my mission to get involved with like rescues and volunteer, try to keep my eye out for if, you know, friends or family were searching for a dog, pointing them into the direction of a rescue. I fell in love with a beach dog in Mexico where my family lives for the winters uh, in 2013. And I almost brought her home, but she apparently she had already been spoken for, even though she was walking around without a collar. She, um, she had a happy ending. She went home to Calgary, but yeah, so this was kind of like my, I want to rescue. Like I want to be more involved. And I have this kind of vendetta against breeders now. (laughs) It's just like this personal thing because of what happened with my dog. So anyway, so my parents decided last fall that they wanted a puppy. I said, okay, you know, I can help you find a puppy. Let's go on pet finder. Let me look for these rescues. Um, Let me show you what the options are. My dog looking like a Rottweiler. My dad has taken a huge liking to him and he's just been his support system and helped my dad. My dad just retired in June. So got him outside going for walks again and, and things like that. So he had it set in his mind that, oh, he maybe wants a Rottweiler. You know, he loves the look of Zeke, my dog, and and he would love to have a dog that's very similar. I actually sent a coworker that I used to work with years and years and years ago a message because I knew that she had a Rottweiler puppy. And I say, hey, like my parents are looking for a Rottweiler. It's really hard to find one that's rescued. Do you know if your breeder is a reputable breeder? And she goes, absolutely, 100%. Here's the info. I'm like, great. I trust this woman. Like I used to work with her. I still run into her every now and then. Her dog's beautiful. Like this is her second Roddy with this breeder. Um, Absolutely. I trust this person. She's a huge dog lover. So my dad then makes a phone call and has like a meet and greet at this breeder for this Rottweiler puppy that he wants to get eventually. Now they didn't have any puppies on hand. It was going to be a waiting list and it was going to be like a thousand dollar deposit. And then when you pick up the dog, I think it was like 2,600 for a male or something like that. Oh my God. That makes oh, me, yeah. that actually made me almost gag. Absolutely. I know. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. So we ended up driving I think it was three hours. So we drove three hours from Collingwood. We got there and we ended up, you know, you would run, go down the driveway and you're kind of like, okay, I'm at, I'm at a hoarding situation. I'm not really sure. This is very, smells here. There's a chicken farm randomly on the property. So we go into this house and they've got like eight Yorkie chihuahuas, all yapping and everything like that. And apparently because of all their small dogs, that's why their Rottweilers weren't allowed in the house. We go in and there's this lady there and she has one puppy, instantly fall in love with this puppy. Everyone would, he's super cute, he's gorgeous. And so we're just distracted by this puppy. We're just playing with this dog. He's chewing on my shoelaces, you know. I didn't even think like, look around, you know, question things. Next thing you know, the breeder's assistant 
that was there who also lives in the house with them. I think it's a family friend. And the breeder had to take the mom of the puppy to the vet last minute because she had an infected teeth. The breeder wasn't there, but this friend or her assistant was. I finally was just, we were sitting there in their kitchen in this like house that obviously doesn't get really cleaned. And I was like, can we go and meet the adults? Like, can we go outside? The lady was like, yeah, absolutely. Let's go. So we follow her outside and we walk into this outdoor kennel and there must have been 15 Roddies. And I'm looking at a queen size bed right now. I want to say their kennels were half the size of a queen size bed. Most of these dogs were upwards of a hundred pounds. That's their kennel. That's what they live in. They don't get to go outside of that. Were they just being free fed? Free fed. Yeah. So they had a huge Kirkland brand, Kirkland brand kibble sitting there because obviously it's cheap when it comes from Costco. And then I don't know if the chicken farm was to also feed the Rotties to save on money. Probably they had a grinder there. So I think that they also got chicken meat. But yeah, these dogs were not in good shape. They were most of them were overweight. As I was walking around, I came to this one kennel like almost gonna get teary-eyed like talking about it because she was just like calling me to her this dog so I see this girl and she's limping and her eyes are foggy like she's going blind and she's favoring her back leg and she is so massively overweight that I look at her and I'm almost sick because I know how much that is putting strain on her joints and her knees and just everything like her arteries like this poor girl and I look at her and and she had had diarrhea all over the kennel and the kennel is all cement. There's no like straw or hay area. There's no wood chips to soak up anything because it was winter. The assistant lady who was giving us the tour said, oh, normally I hose it down, but I haven't gotten a chance yet because it's so cold out here for me. Yeah, that's the other part is it the kennel was completely outdoor, right? Completely outdoor. There was a small hole that they could access the indoor area. And the indoor area was just a wooden box without a bed. And there was like a it was it was like a wood wood oven stove that was heated from a different building that had leaked into that indoor area. So it wasn't even directly heated, right? And there was no closing the door between the outdoor kennel and their little wooden box. This old girl, this massive girl had had diarrhea all over her kennel and it was clear to me that she had laid down in it and it was all over her fur and she just looked at me and all the other dogs were barking and growling because they were so anxious they didn't see people jumping up on the the cage door the the metal chain link and she just sat there and looked at me with her ears back and gave me these like I know that you can save me eyes and I started sobbing right then and there I couldn't control it I was almost like hyperventilating full body sob I was like how are we here right now? At this point, my mom had already gone back and sat in the truck and locked herself in the truck. She said, I can't look at it anymore. I can't be here. And my dad was humoring the lady being like, oh, sure. Like, I'll come look at the chicken coop. And I just sat there with both hands on the gate of the the fence. And my forehead was like pressed against this dog's forehead through the gate. And I was just like shaking with tears. It was awful. It probably was only 10 minutes later where 
where my dad got in the car. The breeder was still gone at the vets. And my dad was like, you know what? We don't, we don't have time. We've seen the dogs. We know what the puppies look like. Thank you for your time. Like we'll be in touch. So he gets in the car and he just turns around and he looks at me in the back seat. And I'm like, how can we be here right now? Knowing that these dogs are being treated like this, living in these conditions. I said, how could you do that to an animal? And I was like sobbing. My mom started crying in the front seat. And honestly, as soon as we drove, so we drove three hours back home. As soon as I got home, I picked up my phone and I texted Tyler and I said, Hey, I like, we hadn't talked. We talk every now and then over like Instagram or something like that. But like, we hadn't seen each other since the summer. And I said, Hey, I don't know if you can help me. I hope you can. I feel like you can, because when I think of a rescue queen, I think of you and I know how involved you are in the community. (laughs) But I was, yeah, I was just like, I need your help and I need to get at least this one dog, this one dog out of this situation. And within two hours, we had four rescues lined up that were willing to help us get this dog out of there. We had foster homes lined up. We had like the vets ready to go. I literally called the breeder and I I lied straight to her. And I said, I want this dog for me. I will come get her. When can I get her? And she was like, oh, well, if you're that serious about it like just give me until the end of today I called her back and I said I need to come get her tomorrow and she's like well if yeah you can just take her she didn't even charge me for her she just wanted to know that she was going to a good home she was nine keep in mind yeah the dog that had been bred her entire life yeah was nine nine year old overweight Roddy living absolutely riddled with horrible bladder and like just a yeah she had a UTI and she had been locked up for at least four years yeah um so this this poor girl think about that Kijiji people yeah exactly exactly I drove back the next day woke up in the morning my dad and I went to get her we met up with Tyler in air air yeah air so my dad and I went from like Collingwood to Beaverton all the way to air with her. And it was so cute. Like my dad and I stopped at an en route on the way there. And we took her for a walk in like the, there was a big fenced in field area and these kids were playing soccer and she just lost it. She was so excited. And I'm like, look at this spunk in this chick. Like what is going on? Like we thought that this was like, we had to carry her into his truck. Like she could not jump, yeah. right? She would have broken her legs. And so now she wants to play with this ball. We're like, oh my gosh, like we have just broken her free. This is like free Chloe day. You know, we broke her out of this cage and look at this dog go. So then we meet up with Ty and we bathed her at the pet value. And after she was a change dog, I bought her her first ball and she was obsessed. She carried it around the whole pet value. It was so stinking cute. And then I'm not even kidding. She jumped into the back of my dad's truck when she couldn't before. She just was like, it was almost like she was reborn. You know, she got the energy. She had a bath. She had some treats. She had so much love and she jumped herself and we're like, whoa, are you kidding? Like, how is that even possible? Yeah. Yeah. You should have seen well, in like the back seat the yeah that came out of that girl she was- oh my gosh so much dirt and hair and like oh, I no. was scrubbing my own hands for weeks oh, after I'm like sure. I felt I don't know it's it felt like I had just volunteered to roll in like cow manure that's how I smelt and like that's how yucky my hands were they were caked 
with dirt yeah. after. Yep. Um, so we rescued her. And then after we were just talking and she went to a foster home and we're like, okay, what what can we do to give back? We, you know, we just had four rescues and finally it was rescue dog snatch that took her and was able to find her a foster home right away. Like the very next day, um, which is now her forever home, Aww. which is yay. That's such a I nice know. story. Success yeah. story. So, and so as soon as Maddie texted me, I reached out to a couple of the fetch girls, Angela and Kristen, and immediately we got a post out to just like one of the Facebook communities for yeah. um, rescues to cross post and stuff. And there were so many people reaching out. It was it was incredible. Rescue Dogs Match had a foster home ready to go. It just it just worked out. It seemed well, like a good fit. So she went there and we actually, we renamed her Georgia after Maddie's Puggy. As after, yeah, which yeah. I I didn't even know. Tyler just texted me and was like, we changed her name to Georgia. Is that okay? And I was like, sobs, ugly cry. Like, absolutely, that's okay. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, it was just so special. Yeah, it was incredible. Um, Brenda from Rescue Dogs match she was just like right on board as soon as we said we have a, a old gal roddy like she like it was just good to go yeah we were so so grateful that that's when we decided to what are we going to do like how how can we fundraise quickly to cover the cost of at least her basic vetting as a thank mm-hmm. you to um, rescue dog match yeah. uh, and that's where the fuck puppy mill shirt came in yeah <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Because really, that's where she came from. Oh, it still makes me sick thinking about that. That's not the only one. You know, no. there are so, so, so many at every corner in Ontario. Yeah. You know, you, when you think of puppy mills, you think of like, oh, this somewhere from the States or that doesn't happen here. Absolutely. It does happens all over the place here and it's just really too bad because people don't know you know what a reputable breeder is what makes someone a reputable breeder are they breeding out of the goodness of their hearts to better the breed or are they breeding for profit you know ask the questions can I see the parent dogs do the dogs ever go on walks like how are the adult dogs living I don't know ask more questions like how many litters does this dog produce a year you know a reputable breeder won't produce more than two to three out of all of their dogs not just one dog it's all of their dogs they don't need to you know but when you see like this this rottweiler breeder was like oh like we just sold out of our last litter but we have another coming in a month well that's a red flag you shouldn't yeah you know well in general right now if you're yeah well definitely just don't just get into that but i was just gonna say too like at this time right now if you're not waiting a few years for your puppy to come that means they're not a reputable breeder exactly blank like Like that's like straight up yeah so yeah it's so upsetting and I don't know. The information's out there. The resources are there. And yeah. I just, it's not even, it, I just don't think it's okay to be ignorant to the fact that it's also lazy being imported and killed and mass yeah. bred and exploited for it's just exactly when you just kind of get a cute fluffy puppy and it's weird that everyone seems to over look over that Mm -hmm. they have this little fluff ball in their hands which I get it's easy too but come on yeah Yeah, I think we can definitely talk about it but what do you think when people say like adopt don't shop what do you think people think about that what misconceptions do you guys think people have about the puppies they're getting from Kijiji or I think the biggest one one is the fact that people 
people, they just think, well, you know what? Like, it's just me. I'm just going to go. The, the litter's already there. These puppies mm-hmm. are already born. They need a home. I'm just going to get one. Like, not everyone does this. Like, mm-hmm. it's okay. I just, it's fine. People seem to think it's okay that these dogs are already there so that they're going, but they don't realize that they're supporting a breeder and encourage. I mean, what's going to happen when the litter's sold out? They're going to breed another litter. Exactly. So have, like, they're just going to keep, like, people don't seem to think it that way. That as soon as they're handing that money over for that mm-hmm. gorgeous, healthy puppy, that person is going to just keep flipping that dog for profit. Yeah, it's, that that's what it is. That one puppy. And that's why they call it shopping, right? You're shopping and that dog is not used as a dog anymore. It's not even an animal. Like if these people that own puppy mills view their dogs as livestock, you know, how can I make a profit? Like back in the day from listening to the Puppy Scammer podcast on the puppy mills, it was back in the day before mad cow disease, they used to have a profit from, you know, sell- selling cattle, but then that got taken away. So they brought in all these dogs and just started overbreeding all of these dogs. And a cow would produce, you know, one calf once a year. Well, the dog will produce how many puppies over an entire year and then bring in more adult dogs and keep on producing, bring in more breeds. And they're getting thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, you know, and that's what's happening. And people are not listening to that. You know, they have the resources there. They're being ignorant, but that's their choice. You know, there are people that will just forget that. And that makes me sick. There are all these dogs that are suffering in the long run. In Canada, like it's perfectly legal to euthanize your own pet. So after these dogs are bred to the point that they cannot be bred anymore, these puppy mill owners will euthanize their pets and they don't do that humanely. You know, they they don't bring in a vet and have it put down peacefully. So it just gets my blood really boiling because it is, it's all part of the shop. You know, people will try on a purse and everything. Well, some people even do that with puppies. They'll go and they'll, yeah, they'll go and view a puppy or they'll even bring it home. Oh, it's not working out. Oh, it's too mouthy with me and go bring it back you know and it's just like these are animals these are beings that you're putting through all of this but the problem is people hang on to this idea that not just puppies but I think dogs in general um, especially when people are puppy shopping it's that a dog needs to fit in this perfect box this perfect boxed idea of what they think Mm -hmm. a dog is or how a dog should behave with limited or minimal understanding of the work it takes or what a commitment a dog is or how huge of a responsibility that is and then people get these dogs and I think that's that's part of the shopping part too you see people it's mm-hmm. like I, I want a golden retriever I want a purebred yeah. I want I want a big pit bull I like it's a personality thing so people are it, it is shopping absolutely and then they are trying to fit these dogs into this perfect little personal idea of what a dog should be and how it should fit into their life mm-hmm. and when it doesn't and, and I mean that goes whether that's an adopted dog it could be a dog from yeah breed. definitely I think right? people like, definitely have that idea we, we know from working in rescue that there's lots of people out there that unfortunately don't have the commitments ready. I think what's interesting too about this, this is what I'm noticing all over, is people talk about buying dogs. They still call it, I adopted this dog. I don't know if you guys have heard this. I've seen so that too. infuriating. Like people are like, oh, you I adopted a three-month-old mm-hmm. like poodle Purebred Bernadoodle. Yeah. Gotcha day. In one <laughs> day. I'm like, 
Yeah, <laughs> I know. And it's like, oh, honey, <laughs> there was someone who needed you more. I think um, it's just really that idea. People think it's, well, it's just me. It's, the puppy's already there. It's just one puppy. Mm-hmm. They don't realize like, how big of an issue it is. Or I rescued the puppy from that situation. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. okay. it's not the puppy that yeah, needs to be rescued. Yes. By paying the breeder a whole bunch of money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Think about mama. To go and buy more Georgia, dogs. who was sitting in her shit yeah. for years just being bred for profit and completely neglected and abused. Exactly. I've had a foster who was a former birthing mama and she was the sweet, she is, she still is, she's the sweetest dog, but I definitely also can tell that she's gone through a lot from Mm -hmm. her behavior. Always think back about her situation and, you know, now she has all of her puppies came in, they're all adopted, so a lot of, like, good came out of it. This was with Stray to Play, so they rescued her and like a bunch of puppies that were in the facility that they rescued which is yeah an amazing story but at the same time like you said like the mom the dog moms are the ones that I always think about now when I think about anybody's puppy that I see on Instagram like what is the life of this puppy's mom right now and that's what people they don't think about it they see the sweet fluffy puppy and Mm -hmm. none of the sickness that goes on behind it all the abuse that the mom's gonna be enduring every day for the rest of her life yeah it's heartbreaking until they decide that they're done with her. And then I think that's another part that plays into the whole adopt, don't shop and people's misconception is they think, well, what if I do adopt, am I going to end up with just the mama dog? Is that all I have to choose from a mama dog that's got behavioral issues or has been neglected her whole life and doesn't like people? Well, that doesn't fit my box. So why would I want that? Right. Understanding that, hey, like there's so many freaking puppies in rescue. Like you Mm -hmm. guys see it like so many puppies. Absolutely. And like Zeke was two and a half months old when he was transferred right into GTHS. So I've had him since he was three months old, which means like it made his training process a whole lot easier. He still had triggers, right? He still had a lot of things that he had to work through, but we mostly handled those by the time that he was a year. I like helped train him through all of his triggers. And one of them was like children screaming, you know, they just triggered him. That's hard for me as a human. So absolutely. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That like, you know, a dog coming from like a reserve community, right? Like you can only imagine what this tiny puppy went through. And then you get like the older dogs, but we don't have to imagine we see it. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Absolutely. Horrible. Horrible. But I think that a lot of people think when they think of rescue, they also think of baggage. You know, this dog is going to come with their baggage and I'm going to have to put in work. And yeah, of course you will. But it's so much more heartwarming and rewarding at the end of the day when you go to bed and you see that dog that used to be on the street or used to be tied up to a chain in a yard or something and you see them laying in a warm bed and you see them with this look of comfort and peace and they know that they don't have to fight for their lives anymore to me that's so rewarding well I mean like at the end of the day a dog is hard work regardless yes a puppy a dog regardless a dog is a light like a long commitment a liability hard work doesn't matter if it's a rescue or you get it from from a breeder it's a dog's job yeah I think what you said about that box is so true I mean if you're going to be a dog owner you got to let go of that box idea I think unfortunately what the puppy mills and the Kijiji dogs have also made it feel like to a lot of people 
people, it's kind of like that buy mentality. Like if I purchase something, I'm going to get what the description that I bought back to me. So people really do like, for example, I don't know, people are all like, oh, this breed will act this way. A golden retriever because it'll be great with my kids. Yes. And all that type of stuff. But like, you know, Maddie, when you're talking about like, oh, like I got to train Zeke from a puppy, like you put in that work to make that dog. Oh, gosh. Well, behaved, right? (laughs) Like that's a lot of work. And not everyone is up to that responsibility. Mm -hmm. And when you're just purchasing a dog, sometimes it's hard to actually wrap your head around about how much work this is going to be for the next, hopefully 20 years of your life. If you have a small Mm -hmm. dog, less, whatever. But you know, like it's not only a commitment, but you might not have that dog in a box for the entire time that you have them. Let go of the box, baby. Let your dog be a dog. That's life. It's the same with kids too, right? You know, it's you have to work with your children and raise them and you're going to go through hiccups. There are going to be ups and downs. They're going to disappoint you sometimes, but they're also going to make you the happiest people ever. And same with dogs, you know, it's a responsibility. It's a commitment to make for sure. That was a really good way that you worded it, that people, um, they think that they're just going to get what they pay for when they're going to a breeder and getting a specific breed. And it's actually another reason that you often can find purebreds or breed specific dogs mm-hmm. in rescue because people are going and the dogs are, oh boss I you boss he's like I'm here mom <laughs> saying yeah. puppy mills he is he hates puppy mills so he he's them. definitely on board join the <laughs> club do you guys get flack or like what do people say to you when you tell them like all this information I think that's the big part of it is online I mean maybe not personally I mean I can get carried away but online Maddie and I like really tend to take a educational um, approach towards talking about it and educating people asking what are these questions do you know what you're looking for do you understand what rescue can offer do you understand what you're looking for if you are going to a breeder um, educating people and that's a big thing and we're working on um, creating more content that is educational and partnering with different people that can help provide us the content we need to get it out there to mm-hmm. to the people that are interested because you'd be surprised like I mean Maddie will agree with this the amount of people that genuinely don't know I mean Maddie, Maddie and I share stuff and I mean we did a poll not that long ago asking if people knew what a puppy mill was or what to look for mm-hmm. and I'd say more than 50% of the people had absolutely no idea and I absolutely. think that that is a really that's the biggest part we're not like we don't want to offend anyone um, we're not trying to make anyone feel bad we just want you to understand the big picture so that hopefully you can make a smart decision and understand that your dog's a commitment and regardless it's going to be a lot of work so why not take home a dog that needs you instead of supporting a really not great cycle. Absolutely. So I'm just checking our Instagram right now. And there were 25 votes for people who don't know a sign of a puppy mill or what to look for. So 25 people and I know that's not a whole lot of people voting. But at least 25 people who felt compelled to share and to admit, you know, no, I don't know what I'm going to look for. Yeah, I think that a lot of people are open to being educated and they do want to. But at the same time, everyone that follows us, 
wants to be educated. Yeah. You know, the people our following on Instagram is that the type of people that follow us, that's the community that wants to be educated. But it's the community that maybe we talk to in person, like family members at reunions or something like that. You know, people that we don't know all too well. That um, conversations can get a little heat. <laughs> yes. And there's definitely times where I've had to be like, okay, Mads, sit down. It's okay. Like, you know, you need to be the voice of reason here and you need to teach people. You can't just be angry at first for people not doing their own research. You know, some people don't think about that. I'd say overall, I don't think we've received any negative feedback thus far. In fact, the reason we're still going is because the response from our initial launch was so overwhelming that we started. 24 hours. Um, so many people were reaching out to us wondering how they could help, how they can get involved. How can, how can they learn more? Like, where is this? They, they had questions. People wanted to know. Mm-hmm. And that just came from us sharing a story about one dog. Yeah. One dog. yeah that's and amazing. I think it's really, it's incredible. It's totally incredible. And it's just been amazing to see how many people, I mean, I see followers that we get all the time and even people that I may know mutually. And it's just like, this person mm-hmm. is here following this page and wants to engage and learn. And it's absolutely it's really incredible to see. Even like we've reached out to the States now. Like we had so many orders come from the United States and we're like, Alaska. I know. Amazing. <laughs> and we're like, how on earth are people hearing of us? It's incredible. And then like, one of my best girlfriends lives um, in Squamish, BC, and she was like repping her fuck puppy mills shirt, walking down the street, um, downtown Squamish. And she's like, I had four people come up to me and ask me where I got it. And I was like, yeah, girl. Love it. <laughs> and like how incredible. I think that's the big thing that keeps like drives me and Maddie mm-hmm. is we made with the, the help of this community and people that wanted to be involved. We were able to pull multiple dogs. Well, now it's been several dogs yeah. and help support these rescues that are doing this incredible work. And Absolutely. I think people, people get, they love being involved in that. They love being a part of a feel good story. Mm-hmm. And I think giving people the opportunity to is awesome. And I mean, look at how much we've done with one t-shirt. Well, we've done yeah. two, but the fuck puppy mills is our OG shirt. And look at how so much popular we're able to do with one t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny because I think that what this t-shirt does is, so I'm wearing it backwards right now because I absolutely love just like yelling it. What this t-shirt does is like on the front, it says this shirt saves dogs. And so at first people are looking at it and they're like, okay, how, you know, I'm curious. And then on the back, it says fuck puppy mills. And then they're like, okay, but why what's bad? What's a puppy mill? Why is it so bad? What, like, what should I do? So this t-shirt gets the questions going. Yeah. Um, what can you do? And why are they so bad? This is why? an educational okay. t-shirt. <laughs> exactly. Like, why are you yelling at me with this? Exactly. Shirt? What is this? I know it's so funny because most of the time I'm always screaming anyway. So now I'm screaming like on my t-shirt. So it's perfect. Wow. <laughs> so you've had this one amazing t-shirt that like you've said has changed dogs lives, which is so incredible. Tell me a little bit more about freedom dogs. Like what are you guys looking to keep doing and how do um, our audience, if they were to buy your products, like what are they, what are they helping achieve? I honestly think that what we're going to keep doing is spreading the good word, you know, um, uh, telling people how they can help and and supporting rescues that are in need of our help as well. You know, we partnered with CPOS Rescue and they were incredible. They were so great, those girls, and they take dogs from like the Caribbean and they have northern dogs coming in and they, you know, they ask for so little, but they're willing to give everything 
to these dogs. And so we launched a t-shirt for them to support them and just raising funds with that. And I think that what Ty and I would like to do is we already have a couple more designs in the works, definitely one for a hoodie, uh, one for like a canvas tote bag, another t-shirt, tons of stickers, but we want to keep on choosing these rescues that are so deserving and so in need and just giving back, you know, doing it for the dogs. Because if there's anything that we can do, it's not being able to be there in person for everything, especially with this year, it's give money. And although like I don't have free cash flowing around, we have the means to raise that right? We have the means to fundraise for it. So I think it's just continuing to educate and selling our merch and donating where it's needed as well. So a big thing that Maddie and I really value, I know when we were talking back to personal missions and stuff. So Maddie and I really believe like we're amazed by the rescue community and everyone that's in it. Like the things that the rescues accomplish every year, the amount of dogs that are placed at home, the money that's raised, everything about it is just incredible. And the fact that I'd say 90% of it is volunteer is even more incredible people just they want to be involved and maddie and i love the idea of well we've we've learned since starting this that it it was a really massive opportunity to network and meet more rescues and meet people involved in rescue and cross connect like sea paws maddie mentioned sea paws they reached out to us one day with a medical case coming from another rescue in india she ended up going to angela at fetch but now they know each other, Sipaws and Angela yeah. and our partner Kawa in India. They all know each other. They've been coming to us, needing, like seeing if we can help in any way. So it's just been really incredible. It's such a great opportunity for people to connect and to just get the word out and to all work together to, to really push this mission. Because at the end of the day, we're not, we can't save all the dogs, but if we work together, we're a hell of a lot more likely to. Yeah. I know. I love Absolutely. rescue collaboration is like, we love it. And we so love happy. all these rescues. We love all the work that they're doing. We love it. We're so amazed by mm-hmm. the things that the rescue community does every year. And we just want to support it and be there and get the word out and whatever we can do to help to save the dogs. Absolutely. We're in Especially because Ty and I both work, you know, we work Monday to Friday, nine to five plus some, right? We're both like crazy working all the time. And so we don't have the means to be there in person all the time. And to even if we probably could start our own rescue, we would like 100%, but like we have to be working and it's just like, it's not in my future to start one, like my near future at least. So if we could fundraise to them and support them that way, like, absolutely. I'll do whatever I can. Yeah. And my soul for the dogs. Toss agrees. He's like, yeah. Amen, girl. (laughs) Anyway, that's why he was moved. I love it. <laughs> but for um, moving forward, we're definitely we're going to be working on actually some stuff that's coming out in the next week. Um, we're going to be doing a rebrand on the Fuck Puppy Mills OG shirt, so a new design, which will be our standard. And that shirt's going to be always available with 100% of the proceeds going to our partner rescues. And we will keep doing our partner rescues moving forward for the most part in a draw so that it is fair and random and gives everyone the opportunity to share their mission and their story and get the support from the community. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a that's a big one for us. We want everyone to feel the love. 
but we also a big one for us. So we were working on right now a we're not sure if it's going to be an auction or a raffle or what's going to happen, but we have some really, really awesome prizes and stuff that's in the works. And hopefully, um, I know this is a big one I've been talking about Maddie's on board with is we would love the opportunity to fund a spay and neuter clinic out West with some of our Northern rescue partners. So if we could do that in 2021, that's a big goal for us and meet new people, meet new friends, help, help save the dogs, sell yeah. cute stuff. And then wear cute stuff that just tells everyone that we have some really puppy mills. Yeah, puppy mills can yeah. get fucked, and uh, let's exactly share that everywhere. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, and we like being a little bit, you know, cheeky, like being a little bit blunt, a little <laughs> yes. bit cheeky. You know, we're not going to beat around the bush. We're not going to say, "Oh, please don't shop at puppy mills." No, fuck them. <laughs> Don't worry. I will, you know, I'll check off the explicit warning, but it's for a good cause. (laughs) Sorry, moms. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, we're all dog moms here. And I do love in general, like you guys said, the dog rescue community just needs all the support they can get. I love that you're working with different rescues and yeah, having your own rescue is an idyllic dream, but it is. Holy cow. I uh, interviewed some people from Stray to Play and just all of them like hustle to make that work I don't know how they do it it literally takes a village I know it's wild incredible but somehow these rescues are always pulling through it's 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 insane well it's because they all got great communities like you guys also engaging and participating it's and all, you part. yeah I love it. it's fun I'm like honestly the main thing is that I got into this community like during the pandemic and all I want for this to be over so I can meet all the dogs and right? meet all the people in person I mean it's been awesome interviewing everybody and getting to know them but I just need so to cool have... that you're doing this oh thank you I've it's been amazing like I feel like I've yeah like you guys said like just making those connections and like learning mm-hmm. what everyone's doing. Everyone has their unique perspective, their amazing like spirit to contribute all towards the same cause. So mm-hmm. it's pretty really awesome. Learned something from everyone. Yeah, seriously. It's there's nothing more rewarding than being in rescue. I'll sing yeah. that till the day I die. Like I know. I tell you everyone good, do something for something that's or someone or something that's not you you're gonna feel real Mm -hmm. good and that can't stand up for themselves 100 and i will say i'm like a huge advocate for all sorts of social issues like i'm you know like really try and be involved with everything i can but nothing gives you that warm-hearted feeling like rescue because you see the results you're literally like i see this dog happy Mm -hmm. and that is like the brightest thing like seeing a random video on instagram pop up of like a dog I IFC. I get All so them. excited. I sh- Right. My, partner, my partner's just like doesn't understand it he's just like why do these videos of dogs make you so emotional that you've never met and I'm just like, you wouldn't know unless you did it I know literally sobbing at every dog video I, I see. cry every day in bed at some point I see something and I'm like shit yeah I know yeah. I usually always tag Tyler in them too like if I'm sobbing I'm like she's getting this it just hurts <laughs> so good yeah. I know true and it also reminds you it reminds you of like all those countless hours that you put into it too like sometimes Tyler like 
when we first came out with this, Tyler was blowing up my phone until like four o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah. And, you know, just like staying up in the middle of the night doing designs and everything. And like, you know, like we are constantly on every time my phone come, goes off. I'm like, okay, is it fetch huh. and release? Okay. Is it freedom dogs? You know, I'm logged into four different Google mails, you know, like Google mail. I'm just like, oh my God, Google I know. whatever Gmail, <laughs> but like, you know, I'm constantly on there. And then I'm like, I had to like disconnect from my own personal Instagram for like 40 days because I was like, I need a break. But I was literally on freedom, like at like five o'clock in the morning when I'm up in the morning, you know, and like just trying to put in all these hours, but it really shows you that it's worth it. You know, when we're doing it for a reason. Something, it's yeah, it's easy. It's fun. And there's it's always fun. time to fit in what makes you feel good. Yeah. 100%, especially exactly. when they're cute doggies. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I mentioned that. Do you know Rip's story? I don't think I mentioned it. No, I would love to hear Rip's story. So Rip, I can't believe I can tell you this. So Rip is from Tennessee. He was on the farm for about a year until they fought, got him over to Canada with Cherie. And, yeah. Yeah. A year. Cause he's a, yeah, he's a big boy. So he was over there for a year waiting to get over. But prior to that, they believe it's around three and they found him at an abandoned house with two other dogs tied to a structure outdoors, completely abandoned. And they were just completely emaciated, these dogs. They have no idea how long they had been there. So you should see him now. You put him outside and he's got such a nose on him. He loves to sniff around and, but he's so mellow and calm. And his favorite thing to do is to just sit and he bird watches. And it literally makes me like, it makes me sick. So I'm like, he looks like he, like, it's like he's still on a chain, but that's where he came from. Can you believe that? I can't believe I didn't tell you that when I was talking about him. (laughs) That's touching. It's so funny because, yeah, we have again this like rescue from Turkey right now who's like at the big dog. And she, what's her name? Her name's Maya. She's Maya. with Straight to Play. Oh my God, Cute. she is so sweet. I'll send you guys some uh, videos after. Love that. And yeah, it's just so funny seeing like the little dog things and just being like, what happened to you? Like she will have her nose to the ground and sniff like literally for an entire hour if I let her. Like she Rip would not up. stop like smelling and like she, and she also won't pee outside. Like it's a whole thing. <laughs> smelling back home to Egypt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's wild and anyway and then you know like other dogs are so different like boss is you know like so smart and just loves doing tricks all day that's like his thing yeah he's got yayas oh my god I know he's just like (laughs) I want to be the smartest boy in the world but yeah and then he's you know gonna use his smartness to have a little temper tantrum like every oh of course the situation him yes 100% and yeah it's just hilarious like every single rescue dog you're just like where did you get this trait from? It's Why the are you so, and then you yeah. put total mama bear. I'm like, who hurt you? I'll I know. Them. Yeah, absolutely. I oh, will hunt them down. I think about that all the time. I'm like, who did this to you? Me. I have that all the time with so many of our fetch dogs too. I'm just like, oh. Mm-hmm. I know. It's really, really upsetting. It's intense. Mm-hmm. I know. It's time for the speed round. For our speed round, our dog mom will answer questions as quick as they can about their dog. Let's go. All right. First question. Shy or outgoing? Outgoing. Outgoing. Both of them. Like, uh, both of them. Both, mine, both of them. Yeah. Games or treat? Treats. Actually, Rip likes a good game, but treats. Treats for both of them. Zeke is all game. He's not food motivated at all. 
So yeah, training him to be a service dog was intense because he's yeah. all game. Oh yeah. He just That's love. so hard. Oh God, it's hard work. Get it, girl. Oh my God. Every time I have a foster who's like, they don't like peanut butter or this or that. I'm like, uh, I don't know what to do. I'm sorry. treats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, uh, get better exactly. treats. And they're like, no. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, Zeke would like perform and like try to impress me and then like stare at me and be like did you see that oh so, yes okay yeah that was like his game Very I love cute. that what is Zeke's like favorite game to do with you honestly so I don't know if it's his favorite or my favorite but hide and seek yes. um, <laughs> yeah so your I, favorite no <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be so I'll make him like lie down upstairs or something and then I'll like make him stay and I'll go downstairs and I'll hide somewhere and I'll just whistle for him one and then he he comes down and has to find me and he gets like I can like see his like tail walking by because he's got this big spaghetti noodle tail as well but it's like you know he's so funny and then when he finally sees me he's like wow and he like does this like crazy thing um and then I also like try to like hide and seek on the main floor with him even though he can see me and I just like try to avoid eye contact and he loses <laughs> it it's crazy <laughs> he's so a tweet cute. he's a dingus like I said dingus love it so am I <laughs> all right do you guys use collars harnesses or any other tools Kane actually he's challenging on leash so he's he walks with a halty and then my dogs so rip he wears a harness and a collar and a leash sorry he wears a martingale he's really fantastic on leash like incredible and then coconut is actually she just usually has a collar on but that girl is got the best recall and like walking like she just she doesn't she doesn't leave my side so she's usually naked oh wow thank you gal yeah she deserves it she's not a limb you know i don't want to i i want to be naked too when I'm an old lady. When Zeke was a puppy and he was yanking my arm out of my socket, I put on those gentle leaders, the hardest that does up at the front and mm-hmm. it changed, changed our lives, um, which is amazing. But now that he's, oh gosh, he'll be two in July and just since December, it doesn't fit him anymore because his chest is just bulking. Like he's just like Huge. growing like crazy. So right now he just walks with a normal collar that I have and a leash for him but when he is training for a service dog I do put a prong on him um, just so that I have like complete control and he it's also almost like putting his vest on him he knows he goes into work mode you know totally. if, he's, if he's wearing that training tool he's like oh my goodness all eyes on me and I'm on my best behavior because if I don't have it on him like if I'm walking him with his normal collar down the street and he sees another dog he's gonna yank my arm out you know even though I've taught him how to walk very nicely and as soon as I say Zeke walk nice he like he starts you know doing his good boy walk but yeah it's that tool really helps me and especially if he's in working mode and I just don't want to put like myself at risk or how anything. he knows Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. He's literally like, okay, now that I have this on, I'm not going to pay attention to any dog. I am all oh, eyes absolutely. on you. Yeah. 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 He doesn't Pretty even close. look at anyone else. He just looks at me. Dog bed or? Okay. Zeke loves his quiet time in his dog bed, but he sleeps in my bed with me. <gasps> and my girl. I know. 
and I am big spoon. He will always try to get up on my pillow to snug. Even if I go out for a night or something, like I went to visit my sister like one weekend a few months ago and he stayed here. My parents said that he put himself to bed on my bed. <laughs> oh. So yeah, he knows, he knows where mama is. So, so mm-hmm. Rip is a dog bed boy. He likes to sleep like near the front like near the door of my room on his bed, sometimes in his crate, but he likes his bed. And then Nugget is a bed sleeper with me. I'm not going to lie. She's always in bed with me, always. But she also, Nugget loves her crate. Like at the end of the day, when we get home from work, she just wants to go to her crate and like, but yeah, I'd say that of everything. Rip doesn't like to sleep in bed with me. He's He likes his space when he's sleeping. Beautiful. That's so funny. I know. I see him being a big snug bug. He's a huge <laughs> snug bug, but when it comes to nighttime, he likes to go mm-hmm. find a spot near the door or to hop up on. This is, I literally kept this one couch because he loved it so much. And he just curls up in the corner and stays there all night. Aww. Squeaky toys or balls? Squeakers. Yeah, I would say for the most part, squeakers. Squeaker uh, ball is a bonus. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, squeaky ball is a bonus, but Ooh. Zeke loves his Kong Frisbee. That's his favorite in the world. Nice. Yeah. Rip is a turkey rope. Zeke's a yes. shredder, so anything that he mm. doesn't shred. Rip is so gentle. Like, he literally, when he has his stuffy, he it looks like he's sucking on it. Like, I swear to God, he's, like, doing it. It's like he has a suit, like, a dummy in his, a soother in his mouth. It's so sweet. The only time a stuffy gets ripped is if we're playing and it gets snagged on his tooth. But other than that, he's <laughs> so gentle. Even his chew toys, like, he doesn't chew. Like, I, he has so many, I bought so many bones and, like, those Himalayan cheese things before I got him. He doesn't eat them. He takes them and he hides them in my couch or my laundry basket or my pillows or outside. The other day I watched him take one outside and cover it in dirt. Oh my gosh. He just hides everything. He's the best. Right? Like, oh. I'm obsessed with him. I mean, I've never met him and I'm so obsessed with him. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> people or dog people both of them they both like dogs but they love people love people mm-hmm. yeah i would say zeke is obsessed with everyone and everything but <laughs> like obsessed but when his people come home or like say i don't know say one of my best girlfriends was coming over someone who he knows a lot he cries and he does this whine like he's so excited to see that person and with dogs like he loves all dogs but he loves his people he cried when he saw you ty last time when i picked up t-shirts from you in the park in your your driveway he was like oh oh oh." Oh, yeah he was crying makes me sick yeah give him a kiss for me i totally will we'll give him two free summer or winter nugget loves winter she loves like it's so that is so unexpected to me (laughs) when it's like a good snow and she's like deep she literally puts her head in it and just oh my gosh like a little snow nugget she freaking loves it and she'll be covered in snowballs she loves the snow rip i haven't had for a winter yet true we'll find out tbd yeah i love that i feel like so like when i was his fc i feel like he liked the snow yeah um yeah because he his intake day was march 13th right or no no that's when i that's when you got him that was your adoption day i think yeah Okay, she had him for like a month before that. So yeah, he was Definitely in snow. snow. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like he liked it. Yay! Um, Zeke is such a snow dog. Like, it's insane. Um, he does head dives. He does zoomies. He absolutely loves the snow. He He's snowboards. So, 
Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. He's you can find him on the mountain, right? Love he always that. has his pass on him. Um, but he also lives in the water. So he loves the summer because he gets to swim. So right now is right now is kind of nice for him because it's like not too too warm that he can like be in the cold water. Um, but I know that if he found a pile of snow, he would go bonkers. He's such a good boy. Walks or cuddles? Mockies. Nug loves cuddles, but Rip. Rip loves cuddles too, but I mean, the minute he sees that leash, it's like full body wiggles. Yeah. Oh man, how do you choose? I feel like I'm doing him a disservice by choosing. Can I say? Can I, I know, let him speak for himself. I Rip, need to like? say, see all of the above. Like, yeah, I honestly yeah. think oh. that like Zeke loves his cuddles, but he also loves his walkies too. Yeah. Good boy. Walk Zeke. followed by cuddles. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's oh, the perfect. Yeah perfect formula obviously <laughs> right early walks or sleep in I don't early sleep I'm an early gal too yeah like we love a good early walk absolutely I'm up with the sun before the sun nice quiet hike nothing's better mm-hmm. wow that's hilarious so many late Grandma. sleeping do- <laughs> so many like sleeping dogs on this podcast so this is a change <laughs> Really? Yeah, um, I was surprised because yeah, boss is kind of the same. He'll like sleep forever. If I mean, he he just Nug's waits like for that. Us. Actually, he just waits for us. But she's like, old. Yeah, Nuggle like sometimes. Oh, like that, I remember, yeah. I like I'll like go to check on her because I'm like, are you okay? <laughs> she's okay. <laughs> man yeah I mean like I'll wake up and Zeke will be already awake but he won't even lift up his head until I sit up in bed and as soon as yeah as soon as I sit up then he like hops out of the bed because he's like oh I'm ready and but like he'll never wake me up cutie that's nice guard dog or greeter oh nugs a greeter rip rips a greeter he'll rip a few bark I mean sometimes no he's a greeter he wants to just he's a greeter Mm-hmm. but so it, he hears noises like outside yeah. like I've got a door where you can see outside and he's always on guard so mm-hmm. oh. Zeke is a huge guard dog even though he's the friendliest guy ever he has <laughs> a big like he has a big hound dog howl you've heard it Ty right yeah oh his hound howl is like that will back off like a robber with a knife or something like there's <laughs> no getting near me if like Zeke does that hound dog howl but it doesn't mean it He's just excited and he'll do it like once or twice if someone's at the door and then that's it. Then he's super stoked. <laughs> um, but like the wrong person would definitely go off running. And you know what? That's important. You don't want the wrong people to come. You're right. So that's I great. don't want to attract those in my life anyway. Exactly. Yeah, that's why Rip rocks like this military getup, this like tactical vest and people are like low-key scared of him. And I'm like, no, it's just to keep me safe. He's a butterball. Like <laughs> honestly, <laughs> just for looks. <laughs> I love it. Walking Maya, I'm all of a sudden like, wow, I could look mm-hmm. like That's I could some butt right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, it's so nice funny. to have a little sidekick that can keep you safe. If your dogs were human, what voices would they have? Oh my God. Okay, so Rip is like, did you see that picture I posted on my story the other day where he was wearing the brandless goods hat, brandless rescue goods hat? And he was like, turn to the side, and he's got like this wicked jawline and like this nice nose. He was just such a man. And I just feel like he would just have like the dreamiest, handsomest, like deep, nice voice. Very deep, really like, deep for Rip. Yeah. yeah, like I yeah. see that. Just captivating. I don't 
No, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like Zeke is a big baby. So I feel like he, I know that he has a deep howl and mm-hmm. a deep voice, but I just feel like he would have this like softness to him as well. That's like, I don't know. Cause he'll like howl and he'll be like, right mom. And you know, so I don't know. He's definitely not a tough boy though at all. Like he doesn't have that handsome tough boy feel. <laughs> I feel like Nugget would sound like Emma Stone. Kind of like goofy and like weird. <laughs> but cute. <laughs> I hear that. Absolutely. Is that weird? No. No, I the original that. The original question was what actor would voice your dog? But too many people oh. were like stumped. So I changed the wording a bit. Oh my god. No, so you kind of like got Emma it. Stone. Yeah, Emma Stone. Yeah. I like that. And that's a very particular like voice. Like, yeah. 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 Like kind of quirky. Rip, let me think of it. Oh, I don't know. Sure. Rip would sound like a nice guy. Like a Bradley Cooper type. Oh, Secure. Bradley Cooper, I can see that. Mm. For but sure. he, he needs something stronger. Yeah. We just have a crush on Bradley Cooper. Everyone. Anne has said that Boss has a Bradley Cooper voice. I don't really agree, but that's what he said. I get like, I can see it. I can. But I feel like he was like, he's one of those guys that like has a voice that you wouldn't expect. Yes, that's probably true. Got a little more. Mm. <laughs> just tough yeah. guy voice on that yeah. guy. <laughs> Exactly. <gasps> do your dogs do tricks? And what are their favorite tricks to do? Rip's favorite trick is his spin. Like you ask him to spin and it's not just a spin. He jumps and turns. It's the cutest thing ever. And the foster the week before I got him. So who he was staying with had just taught him paw. So now he gets so excited that he knows how to give paw. So you ask for paw and he just learned how to do both. And then you oh. ask for double and he gives you double and it's his it's favorite so thing. So cute. So his spins and his paws and Nug, all Nug knows how to do nowadays is roll over and get up for a treat. <laughs> Sweetheart. And look cute. I love yes. that. Big, um, big trick. Zeke's favorite. I don't know. I think that honestly, so I taught him like signals, like hand signals. I think that he really likes those because other dogs don't know what I'm doing. Like I can do it in front of my parents' dogs and Zeke's like, see ya buddy. You know, when he like goes and, and does what I ask him to do. So I think that he prefers like the hand signals that I give him. They're covert. Yeah. <laughs> Only exactly. like, I'm the smartest guy around and yeah, no absolutely. one can show me <laughs> Absolutely. So He's like, I'm mom's favorite. You know, I am. <laughs> see what she just pointed at? Yeah. Treats. I love it. <laughs> you wouldn't know that. Uh, squirrel chaser or scent follower? Squirrel chaser. Are you ready for this? Last weekend, two weekends ago, rip on leash. So my entire property is completely fenced by a wrought iron fence. Like they're this far apart and they're strong. Rip on leash as we're walking to get out to the car. I mean, I was just holding him loosely. He went through the fence with such force to try and get a squirrel that he got stuck at his rib cage. He was so compressed. The pizza man showed up, was trying to help me. I couldn't get him out. Had to call the fire department. No. Fire rig showed up with three firemen. They couldn't get him out. We had to cut the metal bar. That's how strong. Oh my God. But when I say this boy loves squirrels, this boy loves squirrels. And that's why he always has to be like secured. (laughs) Like, that's hilarious. I mean, like his. Uh, Chantel came to see him. She's the one who drove her from Tennessee. First thing he does is jump up on the hood of her Jeep to give her a kiss. He thinks he's the man. He thinks he's the man. He doesn't live his life with limits. No. Fence? What's that? I'm trying for like 20 minutes to get him out and nobody was there like a jack. So I ended up, they had to cut it. They show up and they're like, can you just push him out? I'm like, you don't think that's what I've been doing? Like, you think I wanted to call the police or the fire department to come and, hey, can you cut my dog out? Anyways, squirrels. Yeah, squirrels. Squirrels. Yeah, so long story short, 
Um, <laughs> I think for Zeke also squirrels, but nothing like he's way too nerdy. He's, you know, he's not going to do anything cool for a squirrel. <laughs> oh, ripple, ripple hit it hard. You want to see him go through a fence? He's hardcore. Just get a squirrel. Unreal. The pizza man showed up. Like I'm sitting there eating pizza, sharing it with him, waiting for somebody to come help. Do they like wearing outfits? And if so, which are their favorite or your favorite? Nug always has a sweater on. She's got, she gets cold in the winter. Um, summer, she likes to be naked. But her favorites are this really cute retro like check sweater. It looks like Ricky from Trailer Park Boys. If you know what shirt he wears, adorable. He's got two of them. And then she has this pink knitted turtleneck that is perfect. And Rip is usually Nakey. He's a big boy. So Zeke is also most of the time Nakey, unless he's wearing <laughs> his <laughs> vest. But I do have a couple of bandanas that I absolutely love that my friend who owns Henlo and Co mm. um, made, and they are so beautiful. Like they're incredible. And he did a photo shoot for her Etsy account and her Instagram and whatnot. So if you ever check out Henlo and Co, he's like so funny in his like bandana and in the winter time he wore those but yeah i generally just have collar on him squat or lift nuggets like nugs hilarious she like it actually sometimes i can't even watch her because she pees and then sometimes it's like she's like trying to get that last drop out and she's a tripod she's only on three legs <laughs> lift is hilarious squat lift squat lift that's so funny georgia my pug used to do that so weird right she used to poo like, holding oh. yeah when she used to poo her one of her back legs used to go up in the air like, how are you doing that how are you balancing <laughs> Yeah. Crazy girl. But yeah, Zeke is a lifter. He wasn't until he was like a year or something. You're not supposed to tell people that, mom. Boss sometimes chooses to lift and we get so excited. We're like, you're such a big boy now. (laughs) Um, But he basically, we call it the plank. He like propels forward forward. and that's when he pees. It's yeah. That's funny. funny. That's like Zeke does that for his morning peas. His morning peas are so long, and he's like just stretching like that. And I'm like, what are you doing? Gotta be comfortable. I know. And I'm like, stop! You're embarrassing me. Well, that was the speed round, guys. Where can we find your personal accounts and your amazing brand? So you can follow Freedom Dogs on Instagram instagram it's just free dem dog so not free dumb free dem d-e-m and we also have facebook and our website is freedomdogs.com personal is grace tyler even though my name is tyler grace (laughs) but yeah we also are on instagram like every single day so if you have a message if you want to dm us and ask anything we don't take any days off literally zero days off for the dogs, for the love of dogs. Um, and then my Instagram, my personal account is Mad Tice. All right. Thanks, guys. This was so much fun. You guys. Thank you. Were... So Thank fun. you for having us. Rescue Dog Moms is a project by Yamini, inspired by her rescue boss, who you can find on Instagram at the pup boss. To keep up with the Rescue Dog Moms podcast, you can follow us at rescuedogmoms.ca or on Instagram at rescue dog moms pod see you next week